we all know how your day went. Your boss was a jerk. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Jerry, two cubicles down, argued on the phone with his wife all day. And someone stole your lunch from the fridge. And it wasn't even a good lunch. It was like a dry turkey sandwich with some old yogurt. The best thing to do now is sit back and enjoy the entertaining conversation about sports. Or you can listen to The Nick Bailey Show on Sports Radio 850. Because it starts now. Welcome into two hours of local sports talk radio, Sports Radio 850, 96.5 FM, fun show plan for everyone involved, a lot of football talk today, do enjoy that, when in doubt, talk about the NFL, is what I was told at a young age of doing this this job, and some college basketball talk. Sweet 16 coming up this weekend, we'll give an update on our brackets there in Nick Chapel. of course the contest, if you haven't been listening, never been to a strip club, and do not want to go to a strip club. And if I lose, if I have the worst bracket between myself and 96X's Nick Chapel, who joins me Wednesday through Friday, then I will have to go to a strip club paid for by our boss and the general manager of the radio stations, Bob Sinclair Jr. Where else can you work where, <laughs> A, a punishment is going to a strip club, but, B, your owner and GM are willing to actually pay for you to go to said strip club? I don't think there are many other office buildings in America where you can find that happen. Yes, and the person that is being, quote-unquote, punished really feels like it is a punishment. You really do. Like, I think you're fretting it, so I hope uh, you know your bracket is looking a little better than it did last week, even though I have my doubts about that. Well, uh, unfortunately, we've got to do this. I'm still going to beat this to death. Unfortunately, UVA is out of it, and they're my champion. So that is, uh, if there's any indication of how my bracket is... No uh, bueno. The not good is the word I was was looking for. Uh, but there is a lot more than just our brackets. I don't want to. I feel like we sometimes fall into the fantasy football thing there, Nick Chapel. Uh, about no one cares about your fantasy football team. I almost feel like no one cares about our brackets. We're not going to go piece by piece, but we'll give you no. the update on the number just so you can stay up to date on on the contest in case you uh, do care. Funny wild stretch of the imagination. In case you missed it at 3.45, 4 o'clock, Carrie Miller of Bleacher Report to talk some college basketball Ooh. and to prep us for the Sweet 16 because there is still uh, two double-digit seeds, Loyola Chicago and that that nun who's really old and is getting a lot yeah. of media attention, and Syracuse, whose coach is really old and is on the way out and going to retire here soon and had some nice some words ageism. to say about Tony Bennett. Yeah, this is some ageism coming from Nick Bailey today. Everybody's real old in your eyes, but you're a young pup, so everybody's old to you. Yeah, exactly. If you're if you're am over I old to you, am I am I at that point where I'm old to you now, Nick Bailey? No, no, no. you're not old to me. Right. You are middle age. I'm waiting for you to go through your crisis. Middle age. I read a story last week where there's like a quarter life crisis now. That uh, I guess millennials, is. because you know millennials do everything negative. Yeah. There's a quarter life crisis now. That's the new hot thing. Well, it's me at 25, so I gotta, you know, I gotta find what my middle quarter life crisis is. I, gotta, I, guess, I don't know what yeah. that is. Maybe, hopefully, it's not like changing jobs or something radical. Have you felt yourself going through like, a, oh man, I'm because you're how old are you? Sorry, you know, uh, 32. At 30, was it tough? Was it? Oh my gosh. No, you know what? I never thought about uh, the whole turning 30 thing. It never freaked me out or anything like that. 40 kind of weirds me out a little bit. And I know they say, like, 50 is the new 40 or whatever whatever the saying is. I don't know. People just like to make themselves feel better. Um, 50 30, years young. Yeah, I know. 30 didn't bother me. 40 kind of freaks me out a little bit. And if you go to, like, uh, 
party supply stores for like 40th birthday party, you always see everything. It's like a joke, but everything's mm-hmm. in all black. Right. You put like tombstones in front of people's yards that has like their birth year on it. Mm-hmm. It's it all seems very dark, and they have this weird thing with death, which I think you know most people do. Um, so 40 sounds like this show is probably halfway over. So that kind of, <laughs> I don't want to get too deep on this gross and dreary day outside, but yeah, mm-hmm. 40 freaks me out. And I know that's going to sound terrible because I'm sure a lot of people out there listening have already, you know, surpassed the age of 40. Right. But, uh, to me, 40 sounds real old. But then when you're 15, 30 sounds real old. So I guess mm-hmm. it's all relative. Yeah, I'm sure people are, that are over 40 are shaking their head going, yeah, it sounded really crazy to me, and now I've gone past it. And some some people, yeah. I'm sure by a decade or two, and uh, as they keep climbing up, it gets scarier and scarier. I'm yeah. fine with getting older as long as – and I'm getting gray hair. I'm, oh, uh, no way. Are you really? Yeah, it's noticeable. Uh, if you get close, you can notice that I have a couple patches Oof. of a decent amount of gray hair. You I'm fine patches? with that. Well, you know, tufts of gray hair, I would say. Uh, I'm fine with gray hair. It's the balding thing. See, you and I are on the same page with that because I think like the salt and pepper, like the established awesome. gentleman, great. Like, yeah, that's great. I'm a, you know, like Clooney pulls it off very well. Yeah. Uh, so I think the salt and pepper thing is cool. The balding thing, I don't think anybody thinks that's cool. So th- mm. that I'm nervous for. But the gray thing, I'm okay with. I'm not there yet, but the you know, I'm 32 now. I see you know a gray one here and there, and they say you're not supposed to yank it out. Because I think for every one, you, I don't know if this is a wives' tale or not, but every one gray hair you pull out, two grow back in its mm, place. I'll snopes that. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't know if that's science or if that's just the <laughs> internet, uh, but I'm not touching those things. But I only have, you know, a couple of strays here and there. Mm-hmm. So I'm well, not there yet. But I have to examine your head tomorrow so I can see what's shaking with these. Because you're what, 24? 23. So I you know. Well, my I remember my dad getting. He was telling me that he got a couple gray hairs pretty young, and he's not completely gray just. Yeah, so maybe I could push the salt and pepper thing for a little bit and look sophisticated. Yeah. I'm getting married. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like, oh, my so, wait a whatever. Minute. So getting married to you is like, okay, well, now I can just give up. I can be right. fat, lazy, and bald. <laughs> exactly. A lot of people fall into that trap, man. That's true. Yeah, you're a, a workout junkie, so you are uh, forcing yourself not to fall into that. Uh, yeah, I really got into that. And I was telling you off the air, now this may come as a surprise to you. But I have never given childbirth to a live human being before. Whoa, surprise, you'd be a very surprise. rich man if you had, though. Breaking news. But I imagine that leg day at the gym is just as painful as childbirth. Uh, so the, the days after leg day at the gym, I don't work out very often, so I always chalk it up to you know me not being in shape. But I feel like even the, the strongest of the strong say the days after leg day are still mm. awful. Well, that day was for me yesterday. And uh, mm. I was fearing it all day. I felt like a kid back in middle school or high school who knew they had a big exam coming up. And it was just <laughs> hanging over my head all day. I was like, oh, no, leg day. What are going to do? And I went and did it for like 40 minutes yesterday. And it's the simplest of tasks the day after leg day. Uh-huh. You just wake up and you can barely get out of bed. Walking up and downstairs hurts. Just trying to sit on the toilet is just the most painful thing ever. Everything hurts from the waist down. And it is just, you know, I don't know if it's just a product of getting old, but I think everybody probably feels that way about leg day. It is uh, the worst, and the bitch of it is, I only take Thursday off. I work out every day of the week other than mm. Thursday. So Why Thursday? Leg day. Anywhere? Any, uh, uh, it's just one the one day that I take off, and I just like to keep on a schedule because I'm OCD about it. Uh, so yesterday was leg day, and I knew today I was going to do a seven- or eight-mile run. 
So I uh, got on the treadmill. Sounds and awful. I was like, you know, I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to tough it up, and uh, I'm going to get through this thing together. And I got on the treadmill, and after about a mile, I wanted to cry. So I said, this is not going to happen. So, so it didn't get any better after you stretched it out running for a mile? No, dude. And I stretched for maybe like 10, 15 minutes. I had a good stretch. And I got on that treadmill today, and it just kicked my ass. It was no fun. Hmm. Leg day. How I hate thee. Uh, interesting. Uh, it's yeah. tough. So, again, I don't know if that's a Did you? I, I, I'm not being a shill here, and it might sound yeah, like ahead. it, but uh, leg day was with your trainer there at One Life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and uh, th- this guy, now speaking of age, he's 45 years old. He doesn't look he looks, it. He looks younger than me. And he will just tear your legs apart. But it's a good thing. He said at one point his legs got so big, he had to just wear pant sizes that were well above, like, his waist uh, actual size because he couldn't find pants that he could fit around, like, his thighs. That's how big his legs got. I've also been scared of getting your arms so big that you couldn't wipe your butt. Because that's the thing. I mean, you could get so big. That your biceps, you couldn't like bend your arm down to wipe your own butt. I Think about it. Is that a real thing? Are there dudes out there like bodybuilders whose arms are too big they can't do the reach around? Yeah. Well, I don't know about the reach around. Well, that's right, a different right. conversation for whatever now. But you know, the uh, the wiping your butt. I, I mean, maybe wow. they had to go underneath. I'm not yes. sure if that sounds off. How, how that whole thing works. Yeah. I don't know. That's the kind a lot of, of old uh, talk on today's show. But another thing I noticed yeah. about old folks, since we're on this old thing kick, mm-hmm. they're usually the only ones who are in the locker room that will oh. walk around buck naked. I what have a theory. That? I have a theory that as you get older, no matter what your body looks like, you just become uber confident. Man, You're just like, yeah, I don't crazy. care. Because, uh, you know, now, at my age, being a young, early 20s, I care about what everyone thinks about my body. Sure. Like, I'm, I'm nervous about taking the shirt off in public. Who knows what's going to be flapping around when it comes off. And then, uh, but I think as you get older, there's like, you lose that give a bleep feeling when you, mm-hmm. when you, when you do things. Like, sure. in everything, like, they're farting in public. They're, you know, oh, you know yeah. they're doing whatever they want. And then when you go to the gym, they're just flaunting everything, you know, windmilling around in front of people, showing it off. I, I can't wait to have that confidence to be able to just get naked as, as soon as I walk into a locker room. It's insane. It's like 55 and below. Everybody is, you know, pretty, you know, modest and covered. But anything above that, I walked into the uh, locker room yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, this looks like a brothel. There's just like naked guys running around it's like everywhere. A, it's like, like a Greek going bathroom, on? Greek yeah. bathhouse. <laughs> it is very – in the time of the day that I go, uh, it's in the middle of the day. So a lot of people are still at work. So it's usually like – you know, people who uh, either work the night shift or just older and retired. Mm-hmm. And that's what you see in the locker room. It's like, what in the hell is going on in here? Like, you guys, I mean, this is crazy. I I don't know if I'm ever going to hit that age where I, I'm just okay doing that. That's just me, though. I always have to be – I don't even shower at the gym. I'm really? Like, you know what? Hmm. No, I'm going to go home and uh, I'll knock it out there. <laughs> because I'm not going anywhere afterwards anyway, so it's not like I have to shower and get back to work or shower and go to a meeting or whatever. I can spare the 15 minutes and just hop in the whip and uh, get home and shower. I'm not there yet. I'm so weird. I'm, a, I'm not a urinal guy, though, either. I have to go in the stall. Stop it. You don't. You can't pee in a urinal? Mm-mm. I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, you have a, and it, something happened in your life at some point no, in the urinal. No, and if life. there's not a divider, forget it. Like, it won't, oh, I kind of agree e- with you. Even there. in an emergency, I'm like, nope, you know what? I'm good. I'll find the next bathroom. What happens there's, if you walked into like a, a gas station bathroom? Bathroom on a road trip, and there's one guy in the urinal, or you know, there's two urinals with a divider, and there's a guy in the stall just unloading on the on the, the bathroom because he's been, uh, you know, going. Yeah. He's been on the road for so long. You won't use the urinal. You'll wait for homeboy to 
It depends on the extent of the emergency. If I, if it, like, you know that feeling when you have to pee so bad your stomach starts to hurt? I, I do, yeah, that's awful. If I'm there, I'll think about the urinal. But it's, it's a big wow. debate that's ongoing in my head. And God forbid, there was this one place, I'm not going to name the place, down at the oceanfront where we used to do a lot of uh, club nights at. Mm. And uh, their bathroom was one of those troughs. Yeah, you know where I first saw a trough, and this is great, a NASCAR race. Do continue. Sorry, I feel like that All just right. fills the you bill. Know what? <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. If I see those, I will just turn right back around and walk out of the bathroom. I won't even think about it. I still, all these years, 32 years on planet Earth, I cannot do the urinal. I don't know why. Yeah, I think something happened in your childhood where someone like no, peeked over the just, divider or like tried to I'm sneak a shy. Very P-shy. My good friend Bobby Fresh was the same way. And he was weird, though, because he was a sit-down guy, even when he just uh, went number one. You can say he was pee. like he was a lady. The whole thing <laughs> was very bizarre. That is but weird. But I, I have to do the stall. Like at work, if I walk into the bathroom and both stalls oh. are taken, I'll wait five minutes and I'll come back. There is a, a couple people at work. We've talked about this. Might have been on the morning show. Maybe we didn't do it in the afternoon. But there's a couple people at work that enjoy talking to you when you're in the bathroom. Oh. Hey now, yeah, that's no fun. Ooh, that is the no worst. fun. Just like let my me do favorite. my thing. Let me get out of here. Please. Yeah, my favorite is I do mornings on 96X, so when I'm there, it's just me and a couple of other people. Mm-hmm. So when I walk into that bathroom and it's all pristine and clean and beautiful and nobody's been in there yet, and those stalls are all for me, baby. I don't have to worry <laughs> about anything. I love it. I go down to the second floor from trying to uh, make things happen in the stall. Yeah, second floor. It's dark down there. No one's down there. So if you're ever Fair in the enough. Dominion Tower and you're looking for or you work in the Dominion Tower, second floor, that's the plug. The there you go. Well, all right, I let's talk all actual sports. Enough bathroom all right, talk. All right. And I'm not saying we're talking having actual bathroom talk. Mm-hmm. This is weird. <laughs> Never have said that saying, and it'd be actual bathroom talk. Uh, so let's talk about quarterbacks in the NFL. A lot of additions uh, to teams have been made quarterback-wise. We'll run down the list. And then instead of saying what team's going to have the most success, because I think that's like a one-word answer, of course, prove the most with the addition of a free agent quarterback. Keep the draft out of it. Based on the additions that teams have made in free agency, what team with a new quarterback will improve the most? We'll talk about that next. Nick Nick Chappell, Nick Bailey on Sports Radio 850 96.5. I've never been a huge fan of the Dirty Heads. I guess I went through like a little clip of, of enjoying them. Mm-hmm. But this song has been used for the Stanley Cup playoff oh. promos, and it's awesome. Like It gets me oh. so fired up. And it I doesn't sound like that. much of other stuff they've done. They're really good, the Dirty Heads, about making different music and kind of exceeding out of the, the white guy reggae genre, which is good for them, in all honesty. Yeah, they're a really good live band. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, of the, the Dirty Heads Celebrate, and you're probably going to hear it all over when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs, if oh, uh, yeah. the promos are any in- indication of that. Remember the Fall Out Boy song, Thanks for the Memories? Oh, yes. College football ruined that song for everybody because they just played it over and over and over again for all the, yeah. the promotions and the recaps. And, uh, it's, oh, yeah. It's brutal. Real brutal. Uh, all right. NFL free agency is slowly winding down. Still some big names out there. Namakan Sue, Jonathan Hankins, a bunch of big, I mean, a bunch of minor names. I guess Namakan Sue, but 
you know, I, I don't know people's thoughts on that, but it's not Kirk Cousins. It's not the quarterback position. And uh, so we can kind of take a whole big retrospect now look at the few days that was quarterbacks going to different places and where everybody went. And I have a question for the audience. Uh, before we get to that, though, your favorite quarterback move by a team. You asking me something? Yeah, yeah, you. Um, Would you like me to run down the, uh, yeah, where me, people went? Yeah, a quick rundown. Refresh my memory on everybody, because I remember quite a few of them. But... All right, so Kirk Cousins signed with the Vikings. Of course. You have Case Keenum going to the Broncos. And these are the new additions, like uh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers. That's already happened. Uh, A.J. McCarron with the Bills. Bridgewater with the Jets. Bradford with the Cardinals. Josh McCown stays with the Jets. Um, Mike Glennon to the Cardinals, and that's the, for the most part. That's the uh, oh, and we could say Tyrod Taylor to the Browns. It was a trade, mm. but we'll, we'll fit that in there. Uh, it, are you going to go with the obvious Cousins yeah, to the Vikings? I hate to say, it, but yeah, I think I am going to go with the obvious. And even though I hate his guts now because he's gone, and now I'm allowed to hate him, um, I think that one uh, is going to work out best for any of those other teams. Not only was he the best of the batch that was available for sure. Um, he's not going to have to do a whole lot, and I think that's a good thing for Cousins because uh, when his back is up against the wall, we've seen what happens many times with those soul-crushing interceptions that he has a very you know right uh, hot tendency to throw. Um, I don't think he's going to have to do a whole lot. That defense is stacked. They have some really nice pieces around him, so I think that's definitely the best move that any team made as far as quarterback goes. You can, we can debate whether he was overpaid or not, but uh, yeah, I think that's going to work out best. So I tend to agree with you. It's boring, but it's the it's the easy answer. So uh, instead of doing that, let's do the the, the move, and we'll include Tyrod. I know it's a trade, but the move mm-hmm. to acquire a quarterback that will most improve a team, like a team that will see the biggest bump as far as record and win go, wins go, based on them adding a quarterback. Take the draft out of it. Okay. Let's just look straight up at quarterback because there's only. One win improvement even available for the Vikings, that, and that's yeah. the Super Bowl. That's the right. well, I guess two, the NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl. So there's not much, there's not a lot of room for improvement for the Vikings. Okay, uh, but for me, and you can tune in, uh, you can uh, chime in as well six two seven nine eight two seven six two seven nine eight two seven. I would say Case Keenum and the Broncos. Interesting. Okay, what he is going to do with the Broncos, and he, they just need him to be serviceable. Because the quarterbacks they've had have not been serviceable. Trevor Simeon, a little bit. We saw Brock Osweiler again. Paxton Lynch and uh, two two snaps a game before he gets hurt for a few more weeks. Right. Like he hasn't been serviceable. And you can put ramifications and oh, well, this happened around the Vikings. Did this happen? Case Keenum took the Vikings to the NFC Championship. Game. Absolutely. And uh, it's really really hard to win football games in the NFL. Everyone's saying, well, they have a good defense. Well, the Broncos have a damn good defense. It got them to the Super Bowl twice, and it won one of them. Well, they have really good receivers. Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, like those guys are all categorized as really good receivers. Like He is going from the Vikings to the Broncos, and it's the exact same situation as the Vikings uh, were in. I was just going over to the Broncos. I think he's going to succeed and do really, really well there in a yeah. in a division that is is pretty much up for grabs. The the Cardinals are on a down slump, or you know, on the on the on the downside. Then you have 
the Chiefs don't, they have Patrick Mahomes. No one really has been talking about him. No one knows what to expect from Mahomes in his first year of the quarter, uh, at quarterback. And the Chargers were there a little bit last year, but I never trust the Chargers to do anything. Yeah. So it's wide open for Case Keenum to take it. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins over in the NFC North, though there's not a lot of room for improvement, doesn't really fit the bill yeah. of what we're talking about. The Packers are really good. The Bears are on oh, the yeah. up and up. And it's just, it, that's a much tougher division. I think Keith Keenum, as far as plus wins in the Broncos, that's the, the biggest addition and going to be a lot better than they were last year because of adding him. All right. So since you changed the question a little bit now, mm-hmm. as to as far as I guess who's going to have the biggest impact as far as wins go, right. I think there's only one answer. I think that's got to be Tyrod Taylor uh, with the Browns. That's true. I, I mean, you, All, can, you can literally it, only go up from there. You can literally only go up from, you know, the roof is the ceiling or whatever Jordan <laughs> said. Uh, you know, but in all seriousness, no, you know, right around free agency, we said, are the Browns finally starting to figure it out? Are they doing the right thing? And it seems to me like they are. And if they do step out and draft Saquon Barkley with the number one overall pick, which is what a lot of people think they should do, uh, having him and some of the weapons they do have at receiver, and they've got some nice pieces on the defense too. I think having a Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, and again, they can only go up, but I think he might be worth, you know, maybe five wins. And plus five wins for a team, I don't care who you are, that's not too shabby. So baby steps with the Browns, but I think they're going to be a, a much improved team this year. Do I think they're going to be playoff ready? No, of course not. They always say in the NFL anybody can go from worst to first, but I think that's the exception with the Browns. I don't think that's going to happen. Let's not get crazy, but I think he can make them a legitimate team. I think they have a shot to win maybe five, maybe six games. Who knows? Let's not get crazy. No, that's but Plus five from last year. Yeah, but I think they're going to give teams some fits, man. I think on the defensive side, like I said, they've got some really nice pieces to build around. And I think if they get Barkley, I think that's the one caveat. If they get him, then I think they can do some damage for sure. So my pick would have to be Tyrod with the Browns for sure. Well, that's uh, that's, that's a good one. I was... I guess there was two obvious ones: the Vikings, as far as uh, quality added, and then is uh, go for wins added to uh, the win column from last year. They had a big old goose egg in there, so uh, maybe you're you're onto something. But six two seven nine eight two seven six two seven nine eight two seven. I want to say like Sam Bradford and the Cardinals, or AJ McCarron with the Bengals. But talk about two giant question marks. We don't know what the heck Agent McCarron is. He had a lot of excitement around them a couple trade deadlines ago, but no zero teams were sniffing around. The Jets took Teddy Bridgewater and Josh McCown before they even took Agent McCarron. Yeah. That worries me a little bit because those, those football guys know a lot more than we do. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even really mention another super obvious one, uh, but Alex Smith with the Redskins. Yes, but I, I don't know how many how many wins does Alex Smith add to your win column. Mm, I mean that's a tough division, but I've seen a lot of like nine and sevens floated around out there. So that's what two? Yeah, it's two. But yeah, I mean he is a new face in a new place. That is true. That is true. So. Uh, what do you, Sam Bradford? Oof, man. The thing with Sam Bradford, as everybody knows, he is a human walking tube of Ben Gay, as Tony Kornheiser always likes to call him on his podcast. <laughs> I mean, the guy is made of paper mache at this point. Anytime he gets touched or the wind blows too hard, he's going to go down in a heap, and he's going to pull or tear or break something. So if he can stay healthy, though, because a lot of people were saying if Cousins goes to the Cardinals, that elevates them big time. That makes them a playoff team. So Sam Bradford is a really good quarterback with a very high completion percentage. If you look at his stats, I mean, the numbers are there. 
It's a matter of can that guy actually stay on the field, and obviously he has not shown that he can do that much in the past, I don't know, handful of years or so. Uh, I'm reading an interview, and I told you I didn't want to mention the KC name, the Kirk Cousins name, for a long time. Uh, but there was an interview that uh, John Lynch did, the GM for the 49ers. By the way, everyone said that wasn't going to work out. Now they're all riding yeah. and praising him. Ridiculous. Uh, but he did an interview uh, today and said, when we made the Garoppolo trade, uh, there were some days when Kyle Shanahan was like in mourning because I think everyone knew his master plan was to have Kirk Cousins come eventually. I was proud of Kyle because I think he knew this was the right thing for our franchise and he didn't hesitate. But even then, Jimmy had to really prove himself. I can imagine Kyle Shanahan just walking around the the office just with a mopey face on. Like, what's wrong? Oh, yeah. Cousins isn't going to come here anymore. Oh. Because that was the hot pick early on. Everybody thought he was going to go to San Francisco or the Rams, but then both of those teams went around him. You know, uh, golf turned it around in L.A., and then uh, Jimmy G went to uh, San Francisco, so the, his market kind of shrank pretty quick. All right, that's my my one Kirk Cousins mention of the day. There you go. I'm gonna, I'm the day gonna, is very young, though, Nick Bailey. It's true. We saw an hour and a half left of the show. Uh, I have a tweet here. Uh, nice having a nose fan on the show. Would like to know what and at Nick Chaps ninety six thinks about the Orioles finding finally spending money on a pitcher. So next, we'll talk about Alex Cobb going to the Orioles. Your thoughts on the 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 trade? I guess the acquisition, not even the trade. That's four years. That's crazy for, a, for the or, Orioles, for the Orioles a on a pitcher. Yeah. And we have, finally have some notches of these talented pitchers and talented players left on the market going to teams. So we'll kind of look at the available free agents left in Major League Baseball. Crazy we're doing that with an opening day only um, a mere week away. Oh, I'm so excited. I am very excited as well. But uh, we'll get your thoughts on Alex Cobb to the Orioles next. Sports Radio 850, 96.5 FM. I hate this song. Oh, oh, I hate your face. I love this song. I really do. I love it. This band, this is Sir Sly, by the way, for those of you who don't know. We oh, no, no, no. I, I mislabeled it. I do like this song, actually. Then who are you talking about? I'm, I, I mislabeled no, it as the I mislabeled it as the Pearl Jam, the new Pearl Jam song, oh, which I can't no, stand. No, no, Yeah, I, I get that. I do I enjoy it, this man. song. Yeah, no, this is their slide. We got a free show with them June 29th at uh, Waterside District. Mm, yes. Free show, zero dollars and zero cents. Uh, of course, uh, 96X, the uh, our sister station, it's at 96.1 on your radio, just a couple clicks down from 96.5. Nick Chappell, the program director, also my uh, co-host, Wednesday through Thursday here on Sports Radio 850, 96.5 FM. We'll talk to Carrie Miller at 4 o'clock about the uh, college basketball tournament that's still going on that I failed to uh, watch. I'm going to I'm not going to watch anymore. I'm just I'm too upset, I'm too hurt. Isaiah Wilkins after the UVA loss even said he's not watching college basketball for a really long time because of such a bad ending to his career uh, cuz he's a senior. So that's uh, certainly painful. That's a bummer. But there's a lot of teams left including Loyola of Chicago and Syracuse, two double-digit seeds. Uh, Duke had an easy run. They're the one of the lone ACC teams. Them and Syracuse left to battle it out for the Atlantic Coast Conference. So uh, plenty of things to talk about with Kerry coming up at 4 o'clock. But before we get to that, we're going to do it here anyways, but uh, somebody on Twitter wants to know Alex Cobb to the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Now, he uh, signed a ridiculous deal. And I, I say ridiculous in, a, in an interesting sense. 
Yeah. It is ridiculous for the Orioles because they never do this kind of thing. Nope. Four year, $57 million for a 30 year old Alex Cobb. Your immediate thoughts were you, uh, oh my gosh, that's so much money, or you finally, they spent some money on a freaking rota- uh, starting room pitcher. Yeah, well, first uh, I saw the signing, and I didn't see any numbers attached to it. So I saw the Orioles sign Alex Cobb, and I looked at my calendar, and I was like, wait, today's not April Fool's Day. This can't be right. This certainly has to be some kind of a mistake. Because the Orioles, their mantra forever, and it's clearly not working out lately, but is to grow the arms and buy the bats. That's been their whole thing. That's been Dan Duquette's uh, mantra forever since he's been there. They don't like to spend money on pitching. Um, and when they do, they kind of slow play the market. They let the uh, guys come to them as their price tags uh, start to drop. So I got super excited because at the beginning of the uh, spring training, we had no idea who was going to fill out the Orioles rotation. It was going to be Bundy, Gosman, and a bucket of balls at that point. Like We had no idea who they were going to throw out there. But now you look at their rotation with Bundy, Gosman, Tillman, Kashner, and Alex Cobb now rounding it out. And I'm like, you know what? There might be a little hope for this season after all. Uh, we don't have to rely on, you know, guys who wouldn't even be a sixth, seventh, or eighth starter on other teams. Mm-hmm. Now we have, like, a real professional rotation. Now Tillman's had a, a god-awful spring, but having Alex Cobb, I think, uh, provides fans with hope. Then I saw the number. I was like, four years and 60 million. That was the initial thing that went out there. Now it's 57 million, but let's round it up just for <laughs> argument's sake. That's a lot of cash for the Orioles, and I just read something that said the deal with Baltimore is the largest the Orioles have committed to a free agent pitcher by total value and average annual value. So this is the Ever? most money they've – yes, this is the most money they've shelled out for a free agent starting pitcher. So this is uncharted waters for the Orioles for sure. Um, but again, uh, facing teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox, and we all know what their, you know, one through nine looks like. It is a murderer's row that they're going to be facing many, many times every year. They had to do something because, you know, I don't even know if they can really get into a runs contest with all these teams. They're not going to be able to out hit a lot of them, but they at least have to have a chance when it comes to pitching. And I think they've kind of given themselves that now. I feel so much better after yesterday than I did going into spring training. I feel pretty okay with it now. They have yeah. a puncher's chance. I, I mean, I, I see the at least uh, place for optimism if you're an mm-hmm. Orioles fan. But before, you sent me a text of all the ER, spring training ERAs from the yeah. Orioles pitcher. It was like Kashner, and then everybody else had almost a yeah. double-digit uh, uh, double digit, uh, ERA, ERA, which yeah. I don't know what you can take from spring training. That's what I'm saying. They're figuring it out. They're yeah. tinkering with some things. But the Alex Cobb's uh, acquisition certainly makes you feel good. The only problem is, you know, I don't know how much people care about the first couple games of the season. He's just now getting to spring training. Right. He's going to have to get himself in, in working order and get ready to go, so you might not be able to use him until middle of the first month of the season. That's what the word on the street is. I was reading some stuff from Rockabaco, who's one of the beat writers for Mass, and, and uh, he said definitely, you know, more like middle of April. That'll give him a solid month to uh, get ready, which, you know, I guess he would only skip a couple of turns in the rotation, so I don't think that's life or death. They have, uh, what's his face, Gabriel, uh, N- I can't ever say that guy's name, Noah, Nyonya? That yeah, sounds right to me. It's like a silent G in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, I know that uh, he can fill it out, so they'll be okay. They just have to get through the... Um, I guess, first couple of weeks of the season. And they're going to be okay, man. He was introduced today, and uh, he had a quote that I thought was funny. It said, quote, They didn't stop bothering me the whole offseason. 
They were very persistent, and I think that you notice that confidence they have in you just by the way they speak to you and the questions you ask and not questioning anything that goes on. So basically, they bugged the crap out of him until he finally said, okay, enough already, I'll finally sign with you guys. Please, 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 like the family, like, mom, mom, yeah, mom, 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 Alex, mom. Alex, Alex, please, Alex, That's please. basically what they did. And I guess he had some offers at the beginning of free agency for slightly less money, but he held out, and he got his deal, and he fell right into the Orioles' lap. And if I'm ever going to give Dan, du- Dan Duquette credit about anything... It said he's a value shopper, but he's smart too. Like he'll let the market come to him because they can't go out and you know big big money on some of these uber free agents out there. So they have to kind of let the market come to them. And in this case, it actually worked out. However, I will say this uh, a little cautiousness, if you will. They did the same thing with Ubaldo Jimenez, I guess, a few years ago, four or five years ago. And how'd that work out for you? <laughs> that, hey, that just blew up in their face. You know, he threw a no hitter one time for the Rockies. What one feels time. like ten years ago, and has never pitched well since. Nope. So Rough. I'm going to be, you know, a little cautious, but at the same time, I feel so much better about my O's uh, today than I did it around this time yesterday. So when I'm looking at the, the remaining free agents, there are some big names still out there. Yeah. Jose Bautista is still uh, a free agent. Um, you continue to go down the list. Clay Buckholtz doesn't have a job, who once was kind of revered as one of the, the top guys. Mm. Uh, you just scrolling through the list. Uh, you have, uh, you know, Escobar, the third baseman who played for the Nats for a little bit, played for the Mets. Uh, Ryan Flaherty is still not been picked up. Uh, Dylan, uh, G. Craig Gintry is not out, is still out there. I know there's a couple, uh, other O's. Ubaldo hasn't been picked up. JJ Hardy surprise, hasn't been surprise. picked up, which is actually pretty surprising. Um, it's, it's wild to see. John Lackey, I know he's 39 years old, but I thought he still had it. Michael Morse. The first baseman. I mean, there's big names. Brandon Phillips. Wow. That's a. I mean, he's a speedy guy. You could see, use him on the base uh, base paths. Uh, Seth Smith, the outfielder for the the O's, still doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Crazy. We're, we're getting this close now. I think Alex Cobb signing is the is the end of the elite free agents right. off of the market. And uh, we're not getting. You remember, Jake Arrieta said he'll hold off till trade deadline. He doesn't care. He wants just the right price. Uh, still sad, by the way, the Nats didn't sign him. I started to really I'm sell myself by that. on the yeah. uh, on the on Arrieta to the Nats. Uh, but I think it, it, it's over. The everyone complaining. Ryan Zimmerman did an interview with 106.7 The Fan. It goes down uh, to spring training every year, and was saying like. They asked him about all the, the talented guys that are still out there. He goes, if you really want me to give you an answer, we're going to be here for a while. And they were oh, like, well, wow. well, we don't have a lot of time. And it's like, man, those guys really think a lot about this. Like there is some – and I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but him trying to say that it's going to take a while, you know, there's a – take a while to explain why he thinks there's so many players out there gives me the feeling that he might think there is – there's something to the idea of these owners – uh, kind of, no, I wouldn't say colluding, but going, yeah, we're not going to pay you word. all this money just because you're that good. Yeah, yeah, I get it, man. And again, next year we're looking at a huge free agent class, so I can't wait for next off season already. Like I'm excited for this season of baseball, but I feel like next off season for baseball is going to be just as exciting as it is for the NBA and NFL. I can't wait for the Nats to win the World Series and that be the selling selling item on the uh, on the, uh, Bryce Harper sticking around. But I, I, you know they can't win it now, by the way. Because SI picked them? Yeah, SI picked them to win over the Yankees. Oh, it's like you the did? 45th oh, you, okay, year yeah, in a yeah. row. 
This is crazy. I, I don't understand how many times do they need to get burned by the Nationals before they just stop picking them already. Well, I, I'm sure the Nationals are begging them to stop picking them because them picking them is the only reason they're not winning. That's the only reason. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I just can't wait. I, a week from tomorrow is opening day. Oh, and I know so it feels good. nothing like spring outside, but I'm so glad to have baseball back. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited. We're gonna have talk a lot more Orioles this year because the past couple season it's been all Nats, and I think Jason's like a Rangers fan, so there isn't an, an Orioles perspective, and you are you fit the bill, which is yeah, nice. Look at me, man. Now, are you going to the uh, game next week at Harbor Park? Ooh, I, I want to. We're on the air, I, so I have to kind of figure that out. Unfortunately. We're not allowed to broadcast live from Harbor Park, so uh, that kind of stinks. Uh, but I, I would like to. Are you gonna, are you gonna bail on me and go? Um, I definitely want to go. I got to look and see the whole ticket situation because it just totally slipped my mind when they went on sale. And I think it usually sells out when they do this. Um, so when we go to break, I'm gonna have to hop on the interweb and see what kind of tickets are still out there because I would like to go. But this year, I really wanna. I didn't go at all last year to uh, take a trip up to Camden Yards, so that was a bummer. There are very few years where I don't go to at least one game, so I think I want to go this year because now they have that whole uh, you buy an adult ticket in the upper decks and you get two kids in for free, yeah, which sounds fantastic to me. And my youngest, who's only three, has still never been to a uh, baseball game before, so I definitely want to take him. Um, so he can check it out for himself. And we're going to try to make it up to we're the home of the Nationals again this season. Got the uh, contract signed. It's all good to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that we get to go to the All-Star Game and or the Home Run Derby and broadcast oh, yeah. uh, from the – there's a little area that some of the affiliates are allowed to broadcast in at the park, and we can do the show 3 to 5 at Nationals Park. That'll be a lot of fun. That would be killer. Super fun. And I think uh, it's the whole whole package. We get some players on the air, some uh, some personalities, and baseball on the air. So I'm excited to the idea, the prospect of that. The only problem is it's in July and it's outside. Well, you know, you got to take. The- I'm already complaining about it, it being too hot, and it's we're talking about snow might be outside. So it's like 37 degrees outside. God knows what with the wind chill, and you're complaining about the heat. You know what? And I've said it a thousand times. I'd always rather be hot than cold. That is true. That is a long, long debate that people have gotten into. Everyone says you can add clothes and you can't take clothes off. <laughs> I can definitely take clothes off. And if you're an yeah. old man in a locker room, you really enjoy taking clothes off. Final segment of the 3 o'clock hour. That can mean only one thing. Hey, what happened? In case you missed it. A bunch of good, random, some feel-good stories. Some just make you shake your head. I know one of your stories will probably make us shake our head. A lot of these always end up being those damn millennials. Mm -hmm. Which kind of upsets me because... That's grouping me into that because I am a millennial. <gasps> Let's start I'm with this. One. Talking about baseball. In case you missed it, baseball released a lot of their jerseys and hats for uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day and mm-hmm. July 4th. And the July 4th hat has the logo of the team with the American flag and the stripes in it. The Nationals actually already have one, but it's different. They have socks, one with stripes, one with stars on it. And then underneath the hat, there's a little script, and it says, We the People. And it's from the Constitution. It says, We the People. Well, actually, there's a slight problem. Uh, 
Fourth of July celebrates the ratification of the Declaration of Independence, while We the People is the preamble to the Constitution, ratified 12 years after the Declaration oh, of it's Independence. All the same. Okay, it's all the same. It's, it's the thought that matters, really. I mean, this is, we're talking semantics here. I mean, is it really that important? No, no, that's that's bizarre. That's like somebody didn't use spell check on something. It's like, can't we fact check some of this stuff to make sure we're doing it right? How did it get by so many people? And then that's someone true. still go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Because I imagine that it's not just one person making the call. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Oh, baseball. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Nick. Are you mm-hmm. a big fan of The Price is Right? I like The Price is Right. Watch it. I uh, saw it on TV a couple days ago. Man, is that Drew Carey old? Oh, I used to love watching it when it was like a sick day when I was in school or the summertime, man, watching Price is Right, a big old bowl of mac and cheese, and man, you were just chilling. That was the best. Well, The Price is Right, a live stage show, is coming to Virginia Beach later this year. So fans can come on down to the Sandler Center of the Performing Arts on November 5th to get the chance to play the classic games from the popular game show. You can win cash. Appliances, of course, vacations, and possibly even a brand new car. Oh. You can play games like Plinko, Cliffhangers, The Big Wheel, and The Showcase Showdown. The Price is Right is the longest-running game show on TV, in TV history, I should say. And tickets are going to go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at WhyNotTix.com or by phone or at the Sandler Center box office. But that is super, super exciting. So I know they filmed the show out in L.A., mm-hmm. and you can go much like you can see like a, a Tonight Show or a Late Night Show or whatever. You just have right. to get a ticket. So I know you can do it out there, but they're making the trek all the way across the country so you can do it. And this isn't like they're filming it for the show or anything. No, no, it's certainly it's not coming. simply for the audience at the yes. Sandler Center. Yes, but still, that sounds pretty freaking awesome. So if you've ever wanted... You know, to play these games you see on TV all the time, it's coming to town in November. November at the Sandler Center. So, would you, you would you want to go? Absolutely. If I could go, dude, it would be one of the coolest things that would ever happen to me in my lifetime. If I was told to come on down and get to play the game, come and all I want to do is just say. One dollar. That's all I want to do. I just want to be able to go up there. You want to be the one dollar guy. I want to be the one dollar guy. I don't see anything wrong with being the one dollar guy. So exciting. I'm trying to $1. look for. How much tickets cost? I don't know. Spay and neuter your pets. <laughs> I, <have no laughs> I love it. I love that show, and I never get to see it because we're always at work. I'm going to start DVRing it so I can watch it every day when I get home now. I'm going to watch uh, The Wheel of Fortune, Yeah. The Price is Right, and all those shows every night now. That's going to be my new thing. I'm a huge Jeopardy guy. That's my yeah, show. See, same here. But I feel dumb watching it. Um, But there's been things that have come up in life where people have said, well, I wonder what that is. Then I'm like, boom, bam, I know it's this because I saw it on Jeopardy, which always makes me feel like a smart guy. And it fuels my ridiculous obsession with Jeopardy. Uh, In case you missed it, winning the jackpot is good, but also it comes with a lot of, of flack. Family members come out of the woodwork. Oh, I remember I'm your 17th cousin removed. I need this. You start getting letters from all these people. The the woe is me. I'm dying. My This person's dying. We need this money. And uh, before, and I think now, still on on most lottery winnings, you have to remain, uh, you have to come up with your name. You have to have a press conference. It has to be public. Oh. But a judge in Illinois ruled that a winner of a $560 million Powerball jackpot can stay anonymous. Oh, a judge okay. last week ruled that a New Hampshire woman who won a Powerball jackpot worth nearly $560 million can keep her identity private, but not her hometown. 
Hmm. Interesting. Charles, Charles, uh, Judge Charles Temple noted the case resolution rested the state's right to know law, which governs access to public records for the woman. She was identified as Jane Doe in a lawsuit against the New Hampshire Lottery Commission. Uh, she was uh, jumping up and down, said her lawyer, William Shaheen. She'll be able to live her life normally. You know what would have been really awesome? And at the very end, uh, at the, the they won. She can remain anonymous. And the lawyers talking to the media, and they were like, yeah, Sally Jane can finally. She was jumping up and down. She was so yeah, happy. Right. And just leaked her name <laughs> just like that. Would that would great. Oh, that would have been so awesome. I wonder why it's uh, some kind of law, I guess, that you were, you know, you had to come out and say your name and who won it. That seems silly to me. Why can't you remain anonymous if you want to? I don't get that part of it. But this would be pretty easy to figure out either way, whoever won the lottery in this small little town. You just go into like the real estate section. You find the the house that costs the most, and when it disappears, you just find out who won that house, and it's probably that person. I I'm I'm one of those people that if I won the lottery, I'd be gone immediately. I would oh, just absolutely. I would set sail. I would remain anonymous. I would try my hardest to remain anonymous, and I would set sail. There's actually you ever uh, browse the Reddit's. Mm-hmm. There's an Ask Reddit thread uh, every now and then that pops up, and it says, like, what would you do if you won the lottery? And one of the top responses, one from a really long time ago, had a whole list of things you should do, like what lawyers you should get, like a whole... Oh, wow. And I have saved it on my Reddit account just in case. Just in case uh, you you change your name, basically. You go yeah. and hide, and then uh, you, you you can do it like lump sum, or you can do the payments. Yep. Like you, it tells you exactly what to do. What it's it's perfect. So oh. I'm going to follow that. So I'm ready. I'm prepared. I would take the entire sum right up front. Just Absolutely. take the half or whatever for taxes and give me the rest and be done with it. Well, the, you've seen the TLC show because they yes. have a show about everything. Like I do. blew my money. Like oh, no, the trials and tribulations of being a lottery winner. Yeah. Talking about, well, it was me. I don't feel bad for them at all. But yeah, most people just blow it. Oh, yeah. No, it, they're like athletes. They don't think about the future and put it aside. They just, oh, man, we have all this money now. What can we buy? Let's go buy uh, a Jaguar for no stupid reason at all. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it would be awesome to win the lottery. And I don't think I'd quit my job, though. I'd still stick around and just have that FU money. So anytime I want to leave, it's just like, peace, I'm out. What? That, that's exactly what I would do. I would save it for the perfect time. Like, yeah. uh, I just got a huge undertaking at work for a different station doing something with my other part of my job. And as soon as I was, like, told to do that and been like, man, that's a lot of work. I'm out of here. See ya. And I'll never show exactly. up ever again. That would feel way better than spending Plus, any type of money on a car. When people find out that you win the lottery, they're going to be real nice to you, too. Like, real Oh, nice. yeah. But I, I couldn't deal with the letters of, like, yeah, I get oh, it. No, my husband's dying of this cancer. We need this. Uh, because I am. Um, I feel like I'm a softie when it comes to that, and I wouldn't be able to pick through the... I get it. And the family. Like, you, you give this money, you give that money. But in... The, I will give him credit. In this how-to, when you win the lottery, it says, let your lawyer handle. You bef- you determine before you walk in how much of the percentage goes to which family member and let the lawyer give the money away. Let them worry about all that. You stay away from the money, basically. Just have like a card with some cash on it, and you're good to go. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow that for like- sure. A big headache winning that thing. Yeah. Well, all right. In case you missed this, now everybody remembers the whole Tide Pod Challenge thing. Yeah. Kids were getting these Tide Pods and eating them for some stupid reason, which is a bad thing, and you shouldn't do it. Well, move over, Tide Pods, because there's a new (laughs) household product people are using in a bad way now, and that would be people using bug sprays like Raid to get high. 
Now, they call the drug KD, the letters KD, or Katie, like the name Katie. Mm. This wide-eyed concoction is manufactured by simply putting household bug sprays like Raid on a variety of substances, including tobacco, marijuana, and even banana leaves. Now, consumed by smoking, this inexpensive, inexpensive drug puts the user in a catatonic, almost, quote, zombie-like state. This is the hot new Sounds thing great. that people are doing now. I don't understand it. You know, this has gone on for years. There are so many things that come in, like aerosol cans that I guess you can use and get yourself high off of. So, you know, like you go to the drugstore now and you can't buy cough syrup because people use that for, like, scissor or whatever the wrappers use now. So it's like you can't buy anything without getting carded now. So now when I go to Walmart and need to get some Raid to kill some bugs at my crib, am I going to have to show my ID now because people are running around using Raid to get high? They're spraying it on, like, uh, I guess, tobacco and banana leaves? <laughs> this is the new hot thing, and it seems like every few months – there's another household product or something that you can just find around your house that people are turning into a drug now. And Raid is apparently the way to go. And it's a instant zombie-like catatonic status. I'll do it for the show. You're going to do this for the research? <laughs> research purposes? That's it. For science. Wow. And they say difficulty breathing, convulsions, coma, yeah, and bad. psychotic behavior. I'm there was a story that. about one guy who did this and then went and slit his throat in front of his whole family. Happy Tuesday. Or Wednesday. That's real. That actually yeah, happened. No, that's that's true. Yeah, so, I'm not into that. So I'm, not, I'm never mind. I'm out. I'm not going to try it. I'm yeah, sorry, so sorry. Show content. Not going to happen. If you go to the store and you see somebody loading up on raid, yeah, they're not going to kill bugs. I got a lot of roaches. It's like uh, got a lot of roaches, man. It's like uh, call a here. I'll pay for an exterminator. Come here. No, 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 no. I need this. I need. Bye. See ya. Mm, Get crazy. out of the way. Um, I'm sure right now they're going to start locking it up. That's so I think I'm Tide saying. Pods are locked up. Yeah, you can't go to a lot of drugstores and get the most common cold medicines now because people use those things to get high. So, yeah, right. people keep doing this stupid stuff, and you're not going to be able to buy anything at the store anymore. That's how you make math. This is true. Yeah, I, I don't know why I know that, but that's how you make math. That's how you make math. Yeah. I saw a side note. Maybe this is going to get into way too much. Uh, I, a great article about how to talk to your kids about drugs. Ooh. About how you have to like let your kids know that... Like, drugs are bad is a terrible thing to say to your kids. Like, caffeine's a drug. Sugar's a drug. Weed's a drug. Cocaine's a drug. But there's different levels of drugs. Like, sure. you know, oh, I like sugar. I can try cocaine. Like, they're both drugs. They both think we... So, you know, it was... A, I've never really thought about that because I've never had to talk to my kid about it because I don't have a kid. Uh, but I've never... Uh, you know, now, when I have the conversation with my kid, I'll be prepared. I'm ready for it. going to be good to go. Uh, the TNT broadcast of the NBA, they sometimes do a players-only broadcast where uh, former players, current players are pro uh, a part of the broadcast. And for the most part, everything goes well. But these players aren't broadcasters. They don't, they don't do this for a living. They, they don't have to worry about reading advertisements. And last night on the broadcast of one of the games on TNT, Nate Robinson was given the pleasure of reading an advertisement. TNT is brought to you by Auto Trader. Shop all the cars in, in I'm sorry, in all, <laughs> shop all the cars all in one place by by Verizon, the most awarded network ever. My bad. You all good, Nate? You all good, man? I, 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 I was with the guys. My bad on that one. 
I'm on my Floyd Mayweather stuff. On my Floyd Mayweather stuff. over my words. Excuse me. Oh, man. He combined two. He combined Verizon and Auto Trader into one. I don't know what I'm supposed to buy now. What am I supposed to buy? I am so confused. What is happening? That's tough. Though, hey, man. Reading is real hard. I can't stand reading on the air. I don't like talking on the air. No, I enjoy that. But reading on the air, something that you didn't write, is really difficult. No, it is. It is. And I'm a kind of person where if I don't get it right on the first take, if I have to read something multiple times, every take it's only going to get worse. Yeah, it's going to go downhill. Uh, hour number one done. Carrie Miller, Bleacher Report. We'll talk. Sports Radio 850 and 96.5 FM is the home of the Washington Redskins, Virginia Cavaliers, and the Washington Nationals. WTAR Norfolk. WUSH HD2 Pocosa. W243DJ Norfolk.